Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, and welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. I am so excited for this conversation today. I was getting ready this morning, and I have a bit before my meeting start, and my mind was like thinking all these thoughts and running in all these directions, and I just thought like, you know what, some of these things that I'm thinking and feeling, and then also how I've learned to kind of coach myself out of some of these patterns is so incredibly valuable. I had to rush and sit down at my microphone and record this for you. So today I want to talk to you about the comparison game and imposter syndrome. So for me, usually one of them sneaks up first. Usually I'm feeling a little bit insecure, like I'm doing something new, something I'm not incredibly skilled at, I'm, I'm learning something and I'm, I'm feeling a little bit out of place. So my foundation of my confidence in myself and my ability, and especially the foundation of like any outward input, like clients raving about you, like you're doing something new, you don't have that feedback yet. And so this is always where this pattern starts for me is I'm trying something new. Things get a little bit rocky. I'm not feeling very secure. So I start playing the comparison game. And then imposter syndrome creeps up. When I'm comparing myself, I'm realizing like, oh, I'm not doing all the things. Sometimes it's healthy to be like, oh, what's my competitor doing that I'm not doing? Or what do I do that my competitor doesn't? But it can easily get down this slippery slope. So I start comparing myself. And then I start to doubt myself because of course we're all unique and we're all doing these incredibly different things. And then I slip into this place of like, well, who am I? Like, I don't do any of those things. Am I good enough? And it can get into a really negative pattern. And if you don't stop it, all of those patterns are basically a seal of fate for you. Because when you start thinking that way, you start making decisions from that place. And when you're making decisions from that place, then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to happen. And we're just kind of stuck in that, that place. And we need to use our mindset Of course, I love strategy, but in this case, we need to use our mindset to get out of it. So here's a couple things that were coming up for me over the last week and hopefully perspective shifts for you. And I also want to tell you like how I built this ability to kind of pull myself out of out of that that place. So number one is that I started looking at myself like and admiring other people doing things in my industry. A really great example is my friend, Christina Bartold. We haven't had this conversation, so maybe this episode will be a surprise to her, but she is one of the most incredible connectors that I have ever met. 
she has, and her business is set up in a way and her lifestyle is set up in a way where she has the desire and the ability and honestly, just the talent in connecting people. And what I was noticing is that Christina would be like, Hey, Stacy, you need to meet this person. You need to meet this person. You need to meet this person. And imposter syndrome crept up on me when I was watching her have so much success from all these people that she's meeting and how she's pouring into them. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I should be doing that. Like maybe I would be getting to where I want to be faster building this new business if, if I, you know, connected more. And the reality for me is that number one, I, I connect differently right? Like I, I just don't do it the same way she does. It's so different for me. But the other reality is, is that I'm growing two businesses. So by the time I've met with all of the people that Christina has sent my way, I don't have a lot of time to also be in other groups, meeting new people to send them back because that's what it was really about is like, Oh, I feel like I need to be sending people back to her. And that is not an expectation that she placed on me. And it just was a kind of a downward spiral. And I really had to catch myself and say like, hold on a minute, like what is my talent? And my talent's a little different. Christina is a pure extrovert. I am an introvert. So I love connecting with people, but I love going deeper. And so for me, I looked at like, what do my days look like? And so in terms of connection, I was able to look back and say, oh, I actually want to put more effort into keeping in touch with the people that I have met. So I've actually went and put it on my schedule that I have a list now. I know my, my team is like, I don't know why it took us so long to get here, Stacy, but I have a list. It feels like a little, uh, I have to get past it feeling inauthentic for me, having a list of people to catch up with, but Instagram doesn't show me all these people. So I, I want to, I want to genuinely keep in touch and interact. So I have a list and now once a week, I am going to set aside half an hour of my time, which is what I know I can dedicate to it, to actually reaching out and connecting with these people. The whole point of the story here is that when we look at like, where do these feelings come from? At the, at first it was like, well, I'm not sending people to Christina, like, you know, is that why my, I, I'm, I'm not further ahead on my goal, which is silly. Cause like our goalposts always just move ahead. Like that's the reality is that our goalposts are always moving ahead. It's not like we reach them ever, but I I'm feeling those feelings, but truly what it came down to was when I looked inside is this like desire to have more connection. And then I was able to look back on myself and say, well, what does that really mean to me? And I think that is a skill set in business where, and even in life, when you can challenge your beliefs, another really great example of this that isn't maybe related to imposter syndrome or comparison, but definitely comes from the same family is I was working with a client this week and she got some emails from one of her clients and it was like asking for more things like we need this, we need this. And I remember the days when I was running my accounting firm and at first it was myself and then I had to do this same process with my team and now I coach my clients on it. But it is so hard when you are tapped out, when you are, maybe you have things going on personally, maybe you have things going on professionally and we are busy and we're feeling short on fuel. That's how I'll say it is we, when we feel short on fuel, we don't show up well. This is why I talk so heavily about understanding like your mind and your body and noticing the thought patterns and noticing where your nervous system is at because it dictates how you see things. So my client got this email and 
a client asked for something more and her reaction right away was like, they want more of me. Like, you know, it's like, I'm not doing enough. And, and, and the language was just very much like somebody's demanding more of me. I'm not good enough. You know, are they going to leave all, all of these things that are really just not helpful. And I recognized the pattern because I'd seen it in myself. And then I recognized that so many others have been there as well. And what we're able to talk about is just going back to that questioning state of mind, right? Noticing like, hey, are you feeling like your tank is a little bit on empty right now? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. So here's a really good practice. Why don't you take a look, like go for a walk and then take a look at the email and practice questioning. Like, is what I believe to be true actually true? Go back and read the email. And pretend just pretend for a minute like you know if they're cussing you out and then they got curse words in the email it's pretty clear that your interpretation is is accurate but when she went back to the email she was able to see like oh they actually said nothing about me not doing enough it was it possible that this was just a business decision absolutely it was did they say they wanted this done for no no extra cost? Absolutely, they did not. They actually just said this is a business. Just like the, we we actually need you to start doing this. Not even they're not thinking about the ramifications and like you know what else is going to happen. So my client was able to, in a super friendly way, go back to them and say like, "Hey, I would absolutely love to help you because this is a completely different scope than what we talked about. Here is what." I would suggest we can do this monthly. This is what the cost will be. Let me know if that feels supportive. If not, maybe we can find another way to do it for a different price, right? And just it came up with so much opportunity. And I thought like, okay, when you're putting yourself in your client's shoes, if you receive that email, it's like, oh, wow, they really want to support me. Like I feel valued, right? And it's so funny that this all stemmed from an email where it's like, I'm not doing enough. I I feel like they want more from me and is all actually in our heads. Okay. So taking care of our minds and our bodies is number one, so that we don't get to that place where we're playing comparison, where we're, you know, feeling like we're not good enough, where we're making decisions from a very like closed-minded space. And I say closed-minded in a way, not that I'm like labeling you as closed-minded, but literally when you're in fight or flight, your body, and when you're in like survival mode, your body makes changes to your eyes, to your mind on how much information it's taking in. So you're not seeing the whole picture, like literally not seeing the whole picture. And so we make decisions from that place and oftentimes it hurts us. So that's why coming back to that place of like taking care of ourselves is number one. And for me, noticing this last week that I was in that place of like imposter syndrome and questioning myself really led me to saying like, how am I caring for myself? Is there enough white space in my schedule? Maybe I'm not making able to make those changes today, but it feels hopeful that like next week I'm like, okay, I'm going to make some changes here and here so that I can make sure that I have that space to take care of myself because I really value flexibility. The other thing that is really coming up for me is that when you are in a place of comparing yourself, you really don't allow your own magic to come through. So and what I mean by that is like, I am always creative on a Saturday morning. I, when I am creative and <laughs> have a long shower on a Saturday. So my kids just know like that's, that's mom's time. I just enjoy being there under the water. And all of a sudden it's like my brain turns on that, that white space. And I come up with ideas that are unique to me. They are very like, you know, based on my own stuff. And that is important 
when you're in a place of comparison, people feel it because you're, you know, maybe looking for inspiration elsewhere and you're almost grasping at straws. It's not authentic to you. It's not coming from that heart led place. It's not coming from a place of inspiration. It's coming from a place of like doing, I need to put something out into the world. So, you know, really making sure that you are allowing yourself. And right now I I remember being in this position about a year ago where I was like, well, that's great that you're telling me to wait for inspiration, but I actually don't know how to do that. So in the meantime, it's like, if you're not in the place of being inspired, then what can you do? Maybe going for a walk or having white space in your calendar, you're like, oh, there's too much of it. Okay, so sometimes it's not that there's not enough time, it's that there's too much time. Well, then get yourselves in groups, get yourself in a group, get yourself, you know, there's so many free groups on the internet, get yourself in rooms where you can give back, volunteer, Get yourself doing something if you're on that spectrum of like, I don't have inspiration and I have too much time on my hands. Get yourself in those places where you're starting to like build some energy. And and I think that will be a solution to your problem of like, okay, now I'm going to feel inspired because then there's energy around you. Also, like super random, but knowing your human design type can be incredibly helpful because some of us, it's like we actually need to see things going on around us to feel inspired. And when that's the case, it's like, then you know, like, okay, sitting at home waiting to be inspired or having that white space on a Saturday morning isn't going to be helpful to me. I need to get out. I need to get moving. Maybe I need to work from a coffee shop because just the energy of the people around me will be effective. But getting to know yourself. The other thing that I've been asked to do when it comes to imposter syndrome for years, like I've, I've tried everything in this realm. And what I will say is that there will always be somebody who is better than you at anything. Because what I know about life is that there are things that compete for my time and my attention and my desires that I cannot fulfill all of those If I had only done one, I know how I would do it, but I cannot fulfill at that level if I want to do multiple things. The amount of time and the amount of energy, a great example of this is like if I only had to run a business, I would want to be an incredibly engaged boss. I would, you know, want to give heartfelt gifts to my team and have team building super involved with my clients because I just like the energy of being involved, even though some uh, leaders, it's like we shouldn't maybe be doing client facing work, but all these things, like I know how I'd run a business really well. And if I'm a mom, I know what I would do. I want to do the crafts and the walks and like slow, slow start to every day. Like I know how I'd want to do it. But I literally do not have enough time to do both of those. So sometimes it feels like we're settling or we're not giving it our all and we cannot be perfect at everything. So we look at somebody who has a different lifestyle maybe they have more time or energy that they can dedicate in one area or something just comes naturally to them and we look at them and we're like, oh, they're better at that than me. And that creeps up on me often and I have to come back to myself. So one of the ways that I was taught to do that is to look at my, like make a list of everything, all my accolades, right? And like all the things that I think I've done, not even necessarily like outward accolades, but things that I pride myself on and come up with a list of a hundred things. What I will tell you is that for me just did not sit. Like I cannot look at a list and feel the feelings. I don't know why, I think this works for so many people. Like 
one coach that I work with, she made a list of a hundred things that like reasons that she should be hired compared to somebody else. And she was lit up by it. And I freaking love that for her. I also did the same thing. And I was like, yeah, no, this means nothing to me. But what did work when I'm in that place of imposter syndrome, like who am I? is to set aside the thoughts altogether of who am I? Instead of trying to prove to myself that I'm worthy by making that list, like, who cares? I am here and I am living and I need to live this life no matter what. And I'm going to live it the best possible. So if I could pull up an ideal version of Stacy in my head and and say like, this is what my days would look like. This is how I would be behaving. Like, this is this is what you know, Stacy, superpower Stacy would look like, then I just move on. I leave behind the, I'm not good enough. I leave behind the imposter syndrome. I leave behind the comparison and just say, how would I be acting? What would I be doing right now? How would I be talking to myself? Who would I be interacting with? What do I value? Whatever the situation is, I frame it of that future Stacy, where do I need to be? Who do I need to be acting like? And I just focus on becoming that person and acting in that way. Like it doesn't matter. I can't talk myself out of like, oh, you're good enough. You're good enough. Like I don't need that pep talk. Other people do. So I just, I always try to make sure that you hear, when you hear my advice, you realize that I'm just giving you my take and everybody acts differently. So I can also give you like, Hey, this worked for somebody else. But for me, Making that list wasn't useful, but what absolutely was useful was just setting that aside of like, okay, maybe I'm not good enough, but I need to live my life the best. And so if I'm going to be that version of Stacy that I want to be, what do I need to do? Who cares if I think I'm good enough or not? I just have to start somewhere. I have to learn, right? And that mindset and like that technique for me has been the ultimate game changer in how I show up. And how much time and energy I give to comparison and imposter syndrome. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you got something from this episode. Please go ahead and share on social media. I am obsessed with small businesses. I want to see you succeed. I want to see them all rise. I want to see the success rate of small businesses higher than the failure rate. 50% failure rate in the first couple of years. Like that's just not cutting it. And I can only help small businesses do that if you share the messages and we get the word out to more people. So please go ahead, comment on social media, share on social media. That's the easiest way that it takes 10 seconds out of your day to do that. And I'd just be forever grateful. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.